This is the third podcast of the Frida Show. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Antoine Catala. He is a French artist living in Brooklyn, New York. I met him at UKS in Oslo, where he has an exhibition called Image Families. The show will be up till the 22nd of June 2013, so go and see it. And more information on Antoine you'll find on his website aaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
So maybe you wanna you wanna just kind of kind of shortly introduce yourself, tell a bit about your background or. I'm French. I'm born in the south of France. I'm 38. I um, studied science, mathematics in France, <coughs> and then sound art and um, uh, fine art in the UK. Yeah. And I've been living in New York for the past eight, nine years, something like that. All this. right. Mm-hmm. That's a short, uh, 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 <laughs> nice, nice condensed uh, <laughs> uh, uh, biography. <laughs> uh, where in the south of France are you from? I'm from Toulouse. Toulouse, yeah. And yeah, I I grew up there with actually Olivier, who made the sound again. Yeah. He's my one of my oldest friends, and we used to have a radio show. Oh, together. cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I think actually the radio show started off pretty much everything I'm doing now. I realized talking to Olivier about this because he'd made the sound for the book. There's a book for the yeah. that accompanies the show and the sound for the work that is just the same sort of sense of humor and things that we used to do. Yeah, because that, that, that I've got straight from the, so, uh, from the show yesterday is almost prankster attitude. You know, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, there's all the, the word jokes and the kind of, I don't know, it's very playful in a way. But also, not only that, but also the way you were standing there, you know, and playing around and having fun instead of being, you know, playing the artist in a way, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. I think, I don't know. No, it's maybe not that important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just think it's just art. It doesn't matter that much. Uh, you know? It's quite interesting because, you know, your first background is, is not from art. And uh, so, so what happened that you kind of decided? I always wanted to do something uh, in the creative field. I wanted to do movies, actually, for yeah. the longest time when I was studying mathematics. Yeah. And um, but I just realized it's just like uh, movies is a real, it's like being an architect or something like this. Yeah. Or maybe a cook of a really fancy restaurant. You need a, a real team. And you need yeah. to have yeah, a script, and it's and you need to go around, fund it. It's 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 almost like a job. It is a job. <laughs> All of this is a job. Um, no, it's just uh, I I thought I was too shy and I wouldn't be able to direct so many people mm. <laughs> into what I want. Mm. Mm. And I thought it would be easier to do something on my own. Yeah. Well, by now you can almost make movies on your own. You don't, you know, with with all the technology w- that is available. Yeah, it's true. So um, but what is funny is that now I make work that involves more and more people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still not like a movie. No. no, no. So. Uh, so you're almost trying. No, that that's stupid. But uh, I'll say it anyways because it's good to say stupid things. Yeah. It's to kind of you know so your 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 installations your shows are almost like like um, you make them. How do you say it? You know, like, I mean, you have for example, you have uh, um, uh, painters who sculpt. You know, kind of they they're not able to make paintings, so they 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 sculpt as painters. Mm-hmm. You know, so could you say you make like works? As a movie maker, does that make sense? Video movie maker, yeah. You know, just you use like the same, you know, what you want to express or the the language and you somehow transfer it to... Yeah, this is my first interest. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't really go away from that. Maybe we should describe the show. Yeah, 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 please. Would you you do the honors? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's a... 
UKS, so yeah. it's like this big room with really high ceilings, yeah. and there's uh, it's a little difficult to describe, but four, two boxes with four like poster size, like bus size, prints of photographs. Um, uh, in the room, there's two stands that sort of project images, and there's little helicopters everywhere, and there's. Yeah. Uh, a book right now, just one book uh, that makes sounds, and the show is called Image Families, and basically all this is um, sort of an allegorical machine uh, that is capable of detecting just four things in images. So you give it any images, and it tells you, oh, there's a cat or not a cat in the picture, or there's yeah. a car or not a car. And so the show is pretty obsessive. It's just photos of cars and things that look like pizza or cars or asses yeah yeah and uh you've been working with these these words for longer haven't you i think uh, as a, if i read correctly on on this internet thing well um last year i did an exhibition uh and this is i consider part of the cycle of the first exhibition and the first yeah. exhibition is about the internet and how words are connected to images with one search. You can find millions and millions of images related to it. So you type in cat or pizza and you have millions of images. But now what is weirder is that you can have technology like with 3D printers and things like this where you can print objects. Um, so you could type mug and you would press print and you would have a mug. Coming out, yeah. Yeah. And so you have a three three-way relationship now between words and objects and images. Yeah. And so it's really thinking about this that I did these shows. The first shows, the first show of the series was in um, New York and the show was called I See Catastrophes Ahead. Mm. And it's a rebus, a pictogram. And basically in the show- yeah, cat ass trophies. Right. Yeah, Yeah. That, that's, that's what I read, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. And so for this one, I wanted to involve the ass and the cat again because they're popular yeah. elements <laughs> yeah. of uh, online research. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah. I, I brought them back. Yeah, uh, go back. Uh, there's three D printing stuff. Have you experienced uh, experiment with that with that to integrate in the, in 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 the works or installations? I have friends that do works with three D printers. Yeah. But uh, one thing, do you call your work sculptures or installations or, or, or something else? Or I don't really think of labeling. Uh, um, but I guess more and more it's getting... The, I mean, they, the works themselves, the sculptures. Yeah. But I was trying to think of the show, and I think the whole show is just the one thing. It's yeah. Yeah, really th just the one that's, piece. That's why I asked, because I couldn't, you know, I... Uh, um, I don't know if any of the work would actually stand on... Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. They do stand on their own, but I think it's better read within the whole context. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I, was just I don't know. It's for you to tell me, I guess. Mm. No, well, you know, I'm I'm not that that obsessed with labels either. But uh, I was just kind of, you know, maybe maybe you had a position there, or because uh, you know, I would I would read, read the show as one one thing. I mean, that that that's my that would be my initial. I say uh, it's considered reaction. as, as yeah. one thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because the whole the whole show is a machine, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because you got the, you got the two the two uh, pillars with the, with four pictures on the sides. Where you know where 
and and uh, you know, uh, yeah, cat. we should say about the pictures that what happens with the pictures is that there's shapes inside the pictures yeah. that are sucked in in the image. Yeah. So because you you print it on some kind of uh, rubbery fabric, so material, it yeah, yeah, latex. So it, yeah, it's really beautiful. It has a really nice tactile quality. To uh -huh. it, right? It's nice. Yeah. So it's digital prints. They look like poster ads and shapes are being sucked in on the on the surface of it and sometimes the suction doesn't happen sometimes it gets activated so it's a little breathing mm. um, but it's basically this is meant to be for the machine to sort of detect uh, patterns in pictures yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's the, the the patterns the patterns you cut out uh, yeah. in the back that's mm -hmm. the patterns you know which the software uses to recognize uh, yeah Exactly. Recognize cats, yeah. pizzas, and, and mm -hmm. whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then there's two other uh, sculptures uh, things where you know um, the holograms. The, well, the, they look like holograms, but it's real objects in the back which turn around. You know? Yeah, like but this is the really first technology that yeah. was this is labeled like hologram. Is this what magicians used, or, or like it's a, it's fairs? Or, it's or called Pepper's Ghost. It was invented in the Victorian time. UK and it, it was really for uh, haunted houses and stuff like this. So it's two-way mirror and reflections and a game of transparencies. Yeah. And basically the most common usage was like uh, haunted houses or something like this. And you would look into a little window and you would see a room and next to that room something you couldn't see through the window, there would be somebody walking around. But because of the of the yeah, transparency yeah. thing, they looked like they were walking around the room and walking through all the furniture and things like this. Yeah. Is it important for you that it that it's this old technology? Did you did you experiment? Because I mean, they're they're trying to do more and more of these holographic things now, technically, mm -hmm. and they they uh, I think they did whole concerts where they had like a hologram running around, which was basically it's the same technology actually. Yeah, they the, use the same. Yeah. It's exactly the the the. The two-pack. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah you know, two-pack with with some other. It's exactly other the same technology. Okay, okay, but on a smaller scale, they 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 are getting this kind of the you know video technology. The video technology. Yeah, I don't know. The well, it's the same obsession. I don't see why you use one or the other. No, no, no. I was just interested if you would if you had experimented with it. You know, if you no, no, no. I haven't. Yeah. I, because I kind of like it as this sort of clunky object, and the fact that you break the tec the the illusion and you see behind. I mean, this is a box, but you can actually walk around it, yeah. and then you see how it's yeah. made. And I think that's actually the the real charm of it. And it's also also projecting shadows. Yeah. And um, no, I, th I I I agree with you because you know like uh, um, you know it's not about a trick you know it's about kind of no no the, it's about a trick yeah. but it's about what this trick does and how yeah, yeah. we surround yeah, ourselves yeah. with such tricks and what is really at the core of the trick yeah so it's about ex ex exposing the trick yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah exactly but uh, and and then there's all the uh, I say the the drones in the room. Like oh yeah, the drones were a little complicated. Uh, the idea for the drones, and I think it will happen, is that they fly constantly in the room. Mm. And they fly unmonitored by humans. Right now they are human controlled. I mean, it was for the opening and it's again today, but I think we have a system um, that's working uh, where basically the drones just fly by themselves. You press fly on a computer and they just... And they, and, and they run in, in, in random patterns up and down or are they all... No, they actually... I've, we, I have all sorts of um, 
flight instructions for the drones, but I think the most actually beautiful one is... When they're all hovering at the same time. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic, these drones. Yeah, We're and they, they have, uh, we should say, they, they carry little words, of course, like um, cat and not ass and... So they're the kind of yeah, word carriers. What, what is the, yeah, I mean, the cat I understand because you were using the thing. What, what, what is the not as? What, N- not as is because it's a machine that is, well, it's a machine good at detecting four items. It's image families, and the image families are cat, car, ass, yeah. and pizza. Yeah. But, so it's really good at detecting things inside images. So some things. Oh yeah, because there's a camera on it, and, and that camera is looking for, for, for these images. Not necessarily. Oh. It's just that uh, it's carrying. Well, I'm, I'm I'm too advanced here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could do that. Yeah. But it, it's just uh, it's just the messages that it sends out to itself. Okay. And and um, sometimes it knows that it's a cat, and sometimes it knows that it's not a cat. It's the only two things it can determine. If yeah, I I I don't understand it completely. Uh, so do, you do you mean do you mean I mean is this just symbolically or is, is are they communicating literally these things? The, you know, there's four it's allegorical, so it's actually yeah yeah so yeah 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 I, yeah. So that was that was my my question. Mm, they're not communicating. No 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 mm. no no. That's quite interesting. Yeah, because we're we're entering the drone age nowadays. Huh? And uh, I mean, yeah, of course, they're getting a bigger and bigger kind of. And more menacing. Well, both, I think. I think both. They've become more accessible. I mean, I've seen beautiful YouTube videos where they, I think it was even in Norway, where they had like this drone fly up on uh, a moose in the woods. Mm. You know, so you, you go you go with the drone in the woods, you know, and they found this, and it, it's beautiful. You know? I mean, just the aesthetics of these drones flying through through whatever environment, I think is... Oh, I see what you mean. Like, it's the inner camera of the drone flying around, and what you... What you see is just the, what the drone sees. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I was I was at this photo store not long ago, and there, I mean, they become more and more accessible. You know, they had like two versions. They had like one with the four four uh, um, propellers, propellers like the ones you have. Yeah, quadcopters. Yeah, and you know, you click like a small HD camera underneath, and you can go fly and film. And then you have the the large one, which has I don't eight. six or eight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends. They and do all this kind of stuff, and and they're quite stable, and and they make like these these stabili- stabilization cage, uh, cages underneath, so you can you know. So this is a commercial product. Yeah, now. yeah, oh, yeah. Right. you can just buy it. No, because I saw people do stuff like this, but I thought they were DIY projects. But I guess yeah. it already is. No, but by now it's it's. I mean, that's that's an interesting thing now in this day and age that these these kind of steps go so fast, you know? Some kids are playing in the background and a year later, you know, you can buy the product. Yeah, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And because actually they're pretty fantastic city cams. Yeah. I think so, as long as you don't I mean, all, of, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have to do a sound recording separately in a way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if your choppers go up, they make a lot of noise, you know, even, I mean, if you talk no, uh, noise, noise related for, you know, for filming. Uh-huh. You know, will disturb the whole thing. So you would have to make like a separate recording in a way. Right, but uh, as far as like, instead of getting a whole crane and stuff like this, just you, for the price of the rental, I think you can get this thing. I yeah. see people hooking up red cameras to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I, I, I saw pictures of that too. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it, I, I think it's fantastic. And I mean, it won't be too long and, and you know, I've probably already done where a whole kind of feature movie is filmed just with chapters you know and i think the interesting thing is all of a sudden you have like a 
a whole range of perspective which hasn't kind of really been explored that much. You know, I mean, of course, if you use a crane and, and a helicopter and stuff, but but just uh, but it's funny because you th you say this because when people started to make things out of three D films, mm. basically the camera can be placed anywhere in the three D rendering scene, and yeah, and what is really weird is that it always reverts back to to the nor yeah to the default, so to say. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, exploring other. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just you know too too eager to see like more crazy stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. You know, like um, that's the thing with this. You know, now with the 3D movies or with the kind of the the three uh, I said um, 3D technology, uh, you know, make movies in a computer. You know, we could disguise the limits. You know, you don't have gravity, you don't have anything, and still we can revert to the you know what you just said. You we're doing the same thing, but just in, in the in the computer mm -hmm. instead of making it completely ridiculous and completely explore the language, you know, mm -hmm. and and uh, and the field. And uh, which, uh, but this happens a lot with technologies. You know, when they start to be obsolete, obsolete they um, they uh, uh, you know when a kind of an, an a technology is replaced by a by a better version. You know, if you get go from the analog to a digital camera, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, they they often look the same, you know, or they mm -hmm. even though they might not need to, you know, mm -hmm. another form would be better to to you know mm -hmm. to to use, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah, so just c because it's familiar, you know, we stick on to to stuff instead of exploring, you know, the limitations and the and expression possibilities uh, with these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where I like to go back to um, the old tricks. Mm. And using well, as well. Uh, yeah, talking about three D three D movies, you know, like not the three D, but the, you know where you put the glasses on. Mm -hmm. They, I think they they made this. Uh, it was like really early when they did this for the first time. I think this was in in the twenties. Twenties, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 completely. It's fantastic, you know. So you mm -hmm. know, and then and they they reinvented now. every now and again to mm -hmm. you know, kind of spice up uh, mm -hmm. sales or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, quite fascinating. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah. So uh, back to the. I think I need to do um, a break if people come yeah. in. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We'll just uh, we'll just uh, pause. Pause. Yes. Now we're running in. No, I didn't care too much for the big one. I didn't. I didn't. Especially wanted a wanted a iPad, but I. I wanted that size because it's super convenient. It's easy to hold and all that. Yeah. Anyways, not so important. Uh, I actually think it relates to to what we're talking about. But let's—you were talking about something else before we got interrupted. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, well, we, we might come back to it. I—I I don't remember. Mm -hmm. so we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, at the core of what I'm thinking is um, just the fact that um, the way w the way we surround ourselves with images is is uh, is I don't know specific. Uh, mm. We really like images, and we perceive images that 
they have real psychological impact on us. And the way we interact physically with images, mm. I think this is the real change into how we, we change our communication habits and we change the way, the way we are. So at the core, yeah. I'd say that the images are not really, they're pretty much the same, but what happens is that if you go from a book with pages printed on an iPad, mm. that creates a shift in perception, mm. uh, even in the tactile quality of mm. how you touch the images. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, f first of all, um, you know, one reason I got like uh, one of these tablets is because I, I read a lot of blogs, mm -hmm. you know, and what I found out with iPad, I can go through it a lot faster. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can, you know, I can, you know, see a lot more information in a much shorter time, so it's mm -hmm. a lot more efficient in a way. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, I like this idea about images because if you think how much images we, you know, see just on a regular day, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's really mind-boggling. And it's, uh, if you, you know, I think both of us grew up just before you know computers got big before. You know, phones get big, and like mobile phones, before all this technology was available. I think we uh, we grew up, you know, on that transition, you know, where we grew up, you know, not having to worry about that we, you know, everywhere we returned, somebody would take a picture of us. You mm -hmm. know, we can uh, we could run around naked on the beach without being worried that you know n next day would be all over the internet or whatnot. You know, mm -hmm. and then we experienced this transformation to this you know technology age where where you know, uh, where, where all this is accessible, but you know, where we, I think, experience things uh, or see so much more uh, imagery. And you know what you say, it really changes us. It changes how we uh, communicate. It changes also kind of the, uh, um, how we read them. Cause you know, if you say cat, you know, you Google cat and you get like 30 million pictures you can choose from or 100 million, mm -hmm. I don't know how much, you know. Uh, so, so you can, so cat is not just you know your idea of cat the, the the couple of cats you know in your surrounding when you grew up the you know the cats you see in your books you know mm -hmm. it's it's basically all the cats there is and and this is not just with cats it's with everything you know so mm -hmm. so each yeah you know, what you said each word has like uh, within seconds you can access all, all all the kind of deviations of a word or of a or of a phrase or of a yeah, of an image. Yeah, and it's going to be the same, I think. I don't know, it's hard to tell. I don't think models are applicable from one thing to another, but mm. something strange is going to happen with objects. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to be the same model. I don't think it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. But basically usage changes fast. And um, yeah, I think. I think yeah, well, well, well so, so I think the the vir the virtual is a weird transition. Is yeah. the virtual is already really physical, and I think just if you talk about the virtual of an image or mm. the representation of an of something that exists, I think that has massive implications on our on ourselves. But now it well, takes well, it takes it's taking another twist with the virtual can actually be enacted in reality. Mm. And these things are going to well, get stranger. The Google Glasses, for example, work. Augmented work reality. Yeah, work. No, you have a you have a clear uh, you have a a sort of a seamless interpretation. Inter, um, interpretation. Uh, no interpenetration of the both worlds. Yeah, yeah. 
So one, one, with the glasses, you jump into a computer world in your normal life, but with the 3D printing, I mean, printer, the 3D printer. Yeah, you make the, 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 the digital life uh, physical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's this sort of seamless transition between these two, and that's... Yeah. I, I work a bit with uh, CNC machines and, and, and the likes. Uh-huh. And uh, w well, which is basically the smaller brother of 3D printing. Yeah, Because yeah? you shape stuff. It's yeah. fantastic, yeah. I, I, I really love it. I, I think it's so fascinating. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I, r I really want to explore more in that area, kind of to, to find, you know, exa uh, try to express, you know, figure out that language much more instead of kind of producing what we... Uh, what we already know, you know, mm -hmm. what we, you know, the same same story as, as mm -hmm. with with movies or with, with mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. these kind of things. Um, now I lost my track. Tra yeah, you work yeah. with CNC. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, which, which is this, you know, what you say? It's the yeah. Anyways, but I had a different thought on on that because. Uh, um, what you said, you know, we, our relation to to objects will change through this, and I I think that that is true because since you know, as I said, each word, you know, the implication is you you access all all variations, you know, within a second, makes them less unique in a certain sense. You know, it makes them kind of your relation to objects changes because it's it's not so important. You know, you can, uh, you know, because you have choice all the time. You have choice to, you know. Uh, uh, and and your opinion is constantly kind of honed about things and your aesthetic sensibility because you you see more you see more and more and that makes your relation to objects change much faster than it used to. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, uh, let's say you 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 buy a table you know, without without all this technology. You buy a table and you just have this table and this is this is your reference point. But then you found out, hey, you know, you have a table with with uh, two and a half legs, you know, and well, you 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 live with it. and You think, yeah, you know, I mean, this is the table, you know, this mm -hmm. is this is how it works. And then you find out, oh wow, there's a table with three legs, which actually stands, you know, much more stable, or four legs, you know, or five legs, or six legs. And then suddenly, you know, suddenly this world pops open, and 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 uh, um, you know, so the knowledge which was working for you in the first place doesn't work anymore. Because you know, you know, with three legs instead of two and a half legs, it stands more stable, and you can actually put stuff on it, and you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, just to kind of give a silly example, and and if you extrapolate this in in kind of you know this this information, kind of this Im information stream, which you know, we, and to which we plug ourselves all the time, mm -hmm. we're 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 literally reprogramming ourselves. That's. This is what I think. Yeah, mm. that we creating environments for ourselves that is in turn changing us. Yeah, and so th the the metamorphosis of of being on the couch and watching movie to being in bed and watching the same film on an iPad mm. is actually more. It has farther implication, and then then uh, then the movie we watch itself. It's just the interaction with how we interact with the thing that is changing mm. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, well, I think, you know, DVDs and, and these plastic discs and uh, CDs and all these things, they, these will disappear quite fast because, I mean... They're already yeah, gone. Yeah, I mean, well, you still can get them because people still have the old technologies. And and uh, so this idea that you can, you know, you can start watching a movie and you, you watch it on whenever you feel like, you, you know, this 
this idea it has many many different implications the fact that yeah. that you can you can watch a, a movie on a computer or mm. a tactile screen mm. i think it changed drastically the way people interact with time-based images and what they do is that they just go to wherever they want they jump mm. the plot and they go forward and backward. Even though it's something you could do with a well, with VHS a you could uh, do that as well. But it would, you know, you would have to sit there for you exactly. Know, it, this uh, is sort of instant, uh, instant, instant, instant access, and people do it. Yeah, I don't know people who watch entire YouTube videos, and I don't know. Actually, there was I read something about uh, uh, people teaching cinema, and then for in really good schools in the US and they said that there's a shift in the past three, four years yeah. that they could teach the same classes and they could teach Citizen Kane and things like this and people would be really into it. And now Citizen Kane, everybody says, yeah, I've seen like some of it. I just jumped to the best scenes or something like this. Yeah. And they don't really care about yeah. watching it. And they get really scared of time or like loss of control of time or something like this yeah. and going to a movie. Well, well, th that's the thing, you know, like, like, you know, time is, since you have to, you have to keep up with all this information all the time, your time is in a certain sense, in a, in a different way, valuable. So, you know, you can't, you, you can't sit through the boring parts because you, you can, because you know so much in a certain sense, you don't need to see them to experience them in a certain sense, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, an example is when, when, you know, um, movie or, or, or people who critique books or something, you know, mm -hmm. they don't read the whole book. They just couple population and they say, oh yeah, that's this kind of storyline and this is kind of the plot and it goes there and oh, there's this nice twist and you know, you look for the twist, you look for this. You know so much about the structure of books and, and you recognize, you know, quite fast what it's about, what it, where it's heading and, and through that you can make some kind of a, you know, lazy Just statement yeah. of, of what it is. and. Mm -hmm. And I think this is happening now too. We're all so informed. It doesn't mean we're right. I mean, it just means we're so informed that we, we don't bother to, you know, sit through the boring parts. Yeah, you know, wow. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, to experience, you know, if, if you wanna, especially if you wanna have like a slow moment in a movie, for example, you know, you have to make it so interesting that and so captivating that you have to seduce the people to kind of keep watching. And otherwise you skip through where they start blowing up stuff again and running around and screaming and taking their clothes off and, and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has implications, mm. yeah. I think. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, a completely different subject. You you live in uh, in New York, but mm -hmm. you, you live in Brooklyn, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. How, do, how do you find uh, I uh, you know the 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 art pulse in New York these days, or or how do you how do you explain? I read an article about f this Patty Smith, I think she's called from Art Facts City. This blog, mm -hmm. you might have heard of it. Mm -hmm. They they um, uh, they said you know or at least we're advising young artists not to move to New York because basically you can't afford it. At least Manhattan, I think, or but even parts of Brooklyn. And no, it's and completely. I mean, it's really expensive and. Mm. Uh, it's very competitive there. Mm. But you've so many yeah. artists. Because you've been you've been living there eight nine years, you said. Yeah. Yeah. So that means you were. 
because you know the big uh, i saw another another uh, i just uh, jump off topic now i'm mm -hmm. i read this article about kids you know the movie mm -hmm. uh, yeah which was in in new york just before it got gentrified by giuliani mm -hmm. and it was still quite rough and 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 but also a lot more interesting and and ever since it got cleaned up it got you know it got more and more you know i mean it was became more and more a place for the rich you know mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. basically all the possibilities for for you know like like the the cultural fields or something were just kind of eradicated unless they kind of made tons of money mm -hmm. but uh, um but that was about that w that started about 10 years ago didn't it I'm not too good in history, but uh, what? Yeah, the, the, my question, my real question is, you know, did you came before that, or was it already happening there when you? It was you already moved? like this. Well, okay. the, when I walked in New York, it felt like a huge, disgusting shopping mall. Yeah, it's just for sell, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, mm. pretty interesting. Yeah, that that was what the article said. You know, I mean, for the commercial side, uh, you know, New York is still quite interesting, but for you know, as an artist to be there. It, uh, well, I think a lot of the really good art in New York is actually peripheral to New York. Uh, like, mm. um, it's, it's, it's people that live on the outskirts and still use the city as a hub. But yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. So in that sense, but what happened with with the crisis, though, it's something different. I think uh, um, there was some free real estate. It, the crisis in two thousand and seven. Yeah. That was really a, like a, a mini, a mini um, shift in the sh in the city, and really did something where you had a lot of empty lots, a lot of empty mm. spaces. You wanna you wanna move to the mic uh, a little closer? No, just just a bit to. Um, What's that? May maybe try to put it here and have it that way. That might be easier. I think like this. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so what happened in the city was that. Uh, a lot of a lot of spaces got empty really fast, yeah. and or vacant or unoccupied, mm. and then artists started to build little communities. Exactly what's happening in Oslo, and mm. starting to show each other. Yeah. And my friend Margaret Lee, yeah. um, she had this space and she wasn't paying rent, and then she started to throw exhibitions. Yeah. And then it was just this group of friends, and um, I think this is how it got all started just that we we were a group of friends bonding and we 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 were supporting each other yeah. so in a way it's this is really old school yeah so new york i think yeah that's fun that's fun mm -hmm. yeah I've, i mean there's a lot of critique always on these kind of uh, uh, uh or there's some critique now and again on these artist run spaces who just show their friends and kind of kind of do things but I, I i i agree with you i think it's very important that this happens you know and and that that uh, you know because because it creates these communities well, and your friends have to be good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's the thing that's the thing never is mentioned because you're not going to show your friends if they're crap you know mm -hmm. you know uh, you still be friends with them obviously because they're maybe nice people but mm -hmm. you know you're not going to show them you know or or yeah you know, it's so, tricky so in terms of politics but yes yeah, yeah you know i mean there, there's some gray area there, but um, generally you're gonna show, you know, you you show each other because you respect each other's work. Yeah? But it has and other implications. Is that we really know each other's work really well, and if somebody mm -hmm. does something um, that everybody else thinks is great, 
yeah. it's like the new level too. Yeah. No, but I, I, I think it's really important because I mean, what, what, what this critique or this critique often kind of overlooks is this is just a moment in time, you know, and what happens, you know, once you, you, you've shown each other a couple of times, you know, you, you go on and do other stuff, you know, and, and so, so you take that small community you created and you take it to other places and you kind of expand it, you know, you kind of connect, connect to, to, to other kinds of these communities or you connect to like a, like a, a different kind of platform. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, I think it's quite interesting. So it's not yeah, that's good to hear too. That that uh, yeah that, that yeah I think the the economic crisis kind of did it's in a certain sense economic crises are are good for artists you know because they you know it's uh, uh, the pressure to work in a certain sense is a bit less because you know nobody has work and so you know it's a bit more accepted that you don't have work. Mm -hmm. I mean of course you have to pay your rent and what whatnot but. Um, I think any shift in sort of agency mm. is good. Mm. The way, I don't know, in, in, at all levels, yeah. any sort of shift in balances of power, yeah. then other people take over yeah. or have a word. Well, we're well overdue on a world scale for that as well. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a whole different other story, mm -hmm. which we can go into if you're interested. But uh, Yeah, no, I just was thinking about Going back to uh, the the one percent and the ninety nine percent in in the U S. How uh, I don't know how this uh, how you think that in this in the in that country there was segregation mm. what fifty years ago or something like this and now it's really clearly seen as an aberration mm. and and and. Uh, economic agency of how the world functions today. Mm. If you think of it as an aberration, it's just this, just the same, really. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I think we live in funny times. Uh, but but back to back to New York. So you've been living there for uh, for uh, eight, nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so how, how do you uh, do you have a studio or, or you know, how do I, you have, I have a uh, an apartment and it's like the classic uh, Brooklyn loft I, I guess uh, I, I, I share with my girlfriend and it's just a large space and one yeah. side is the house and yeah. the other side is the studio and we also rent out part of, part the, st of it. the studios to friends friends of ours yeah so yeah it's just a very incredibly convenient situation that's really nice that sounds really nice yeah, yeah. full yeah. of light and isn't that isn't that almost every every artist's dream to kind of you know have fulfill a place? at some point? Yeah. yeah, I guess to have something. Like mm, that, but yeah. they what happens now is that the crisis is over, and they this is an old building. It was like a, a factory. Building. Yeah, and um, they tore down all the buildings next to us, so it's just jackhammer every day. It's going to be oh. it was last year. It's going to be for another two years, yeah. and they're building super stores next right next to us oh when it was oh just oh really old crappy building uh, yeah. or warehouses yeah and so that's another that reality of it. yeah yeah that's the thing you know these these things are always in flux and are always moving mm -hmm. especially i mean with us it's the same i share a studio with with two three other other people here in an uh, in an actually a nice like a nice industrial part of town, or it was, you know, where a lot of kind of car, mm -hmm. car things, and so it was an old building and stuff. But now, in the last couple of years, they're kind of pumping out like these these apartment blocks and stuff. So 
our apartment or our studios will disappear uh, will disappear as well you mm-hmm. know and, mm-hmm. and in a way you know i mean it always makes room for something new and kind of uh, yeah it's good to be you know to enjoy the space you know these kind of space but you know for artists it's mostly temporary it's a temporary, temporary life anyway. temporary yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true too mm. damn it mm. Mm. no so yeah so and and well uh but how does it work do you do you work besides uh, besides uh, your art practice um, i have a company it's called bonjour computer and i help people with their iPads and iPhones and printers and wireless networks. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it actually allows for quite a bit of flexibility in terms of hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need to have something like that. So I know some people they they I think the artists that I know that actually make a living of their work are the painters, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. And sculpting is already a lot more trickier. Yeah. And video is even trickier. Yeah, yeah. How how do you make money out of video this day and age? Especially as an artist, it's uh, you can, but it's very difficult. Well, you have to be picked up by one of these kind of uh, pop stars who want to use your uh, even not your even language. that. My friend Takashi Murata, yeah. he made all these videos. Actually, I used to make videos similar, but he made all these videos, and he was known as the guy making that. And then um, Kanye West just took the same effects, knew his work. Yeah. and just hired somebody else to do the same thing didn't give him a cent so even that is yeah, even that's no yeah no guarantee yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i read about that story okay mm-hmm. yeah it's possible uh, so yeah even that is no 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 I mean, yeah i think as painter you're 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 best off still Cause yeah I the painters would would disagree with us saying that uh it only works when you hot when you hot your paintings yeah. go for really high and then yeah when you're not hot anymore yeah you don't sell they just yeah, yeah yeah they're, they're just like uh what they are the canvas and the wood and yeah. just a bit of the paint yeah. yeah and i think you have you have that to worry about it's yeah. pretty crazy yeah yeah that's the other thing you know um uh, i do big installation mostly and mm-hmm. I, i do some collages and sculptures too but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, um because i do that i'm you know i i kind of um Uh, you, you focus you you put your energies somewhere else you know you, you kind of you know you're not gonna make money on installations you just know you know mm-hmm. so so you 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 know either put in the funding yourself or you get funding from somewhere else to kind of get it done mm-hmm. and you just do it with whatever means because you know because it's a different energy and i mean there's a, plenty of painters who have the same energy who just kind of want to paint and don't give a fuck and you know and maybe they sell maybe they don't but um but uh Yeah, you know, like a painting is uh, traditionally easier to hang up in your in your living room. So I, I don't know exactly what I want to try to say with this, but uh, um, I think I'm going to stop. I think uh, I think there's your guest, right? Yeah. I'm going to say. Oh, uh, ah, like this. All right. Okay. Good. Yeah. So uh, uh, we were just talking about outside. You know, like. You've been uh, well. I'm always fascinated, kind of how how the process uh, uh, works of being picked up. Because you know, as it seems now, you're you're being you're doing quite good at the moment, aren't you? You're, you've been asked more and more to 
It's like a snowball effect. Yeah. Because because how did you come in contact with Linus and how did you how did you get here in Norway? Um, uh, I had an exhibition up that. It seems that people were responding really well to it. The one at AK28? Is, is that the space thingy or whatever? 47 Canal. 40. Is it? F- with Margaret, with my friend Margaret. We yeah. initially opened a space that was that she wasn't paying rent on. And then when the economy started to get better, the landlord wanted money for his space. So she yeah. decided to stop uh, with him and she opened another space. Mm. Um, and that space is a gallery. Yeah. So uh, um, Margaret uh, is an artist. Mm. She's an art dealer. Mm. I mean, she has a gallery with her boyfriend Oliver. And the same guy who has birthday today and made your sound. No, it's Oliver. Oh yeah, Oliver and Olivier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, I get it. <laughs> and uh, and she is Cindy Sherman's assistant. All right. So this is why she is in. She was in just recently in Oslo because Cindy Sherman was opening yeah. an exhibition the day, the, the same day, yeah, yesterday, my exhibition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is typical. I mean, not but completely. Cindy Sherman came and she saw your show, didn't she? She day she. Day yeah, I didn't. Yeah, she came here. Yeah, and she saw the show. Yeah. Came earlier before the opening or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's nice. But this is because she's connected to Margaret yeah. and also. It's because uh, I think 47 is a bit of a baby metro pictures or baby imi- uh, pictures generation um, uh, type of. Uh, I mean, this is what I. S- this is a g- it's very clear in my case. It's maybe yeah. not as clear as in, in other people's case. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the the program, the 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 early metro pictures was quite an influential gallery. Yeah. And it came from a group of friends doing very similar works. Yeah. And it's a bit of the same narrative. And Margaret is really connected to the Metro Pictures people. So yeah. there's a lot of... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what Russian I said earlier, like, yeah. you know, one, one community yeah. uh, you know, starts connecting with another community. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you... So the process of being picked up is that we were, f- we were a group of friends uh, and most of us didn't go to grad school. Mm. And what was happening in New York at the time is that uh, we felt like a lot of people that <laughs> <laughs> we thought uh, it's my pockets <laughs> empty. <laughs> we thought a lot of a lot of uh, our artists' peers were being picked up for exhibitions, uh, but they they were not necessarily doing something. Um, more relevant or better than what we were doing. So mm. we thought we really need to put ourselves out there. Yeah. And so we started this sort of more community-oriented spaces. Yeah. But what was in common is that we all work for different either institutions or artists. And at the time, uh, I was working for Dan Graham in, yeah. in uh, New York. And uh, Margaret was with working for Cindy Sherman and... Mm. Um, else I mean there's a number of examples so we have like a network of big mouths around yeah. us yeah. and uh, how, how Linus came to see my exhibition he he was in town while my show was up and yep. uh, he's friends with friends 
that with people that know Dan Graham, he Dan Graham told them to go and see my exhibition. Yeah. And uh, apparently Linus was in the show for a couple of minutes and knew that he had to invite me here. Yeah, because yeah. So. Yeah, you're his last show at a, at a space here. Because he's, he's leaving in August, he's leaving... There's another show, but he's not curating it. No, but this, so, so this is his last, last statement for Norway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he wanted to do, yeah. Mm. Uh, he, I mean, uh, UKS has been absolutely incredible. Yeah. Very. It's an interesting space because I've I've seen it change through the years. Like when I when I just came here, it was always very uncomfortable to be here, and and I don't know what it was. Somehow, like all your all all your friends would everybody would behave differently than they normally would here, and I don't know how that came, but there was like a bad aura here, and I I think Linus really changed that here, in my opinion, because after he came, he kind of somehow cleaned up the energy, and now. Now it's really comfortable to be here and nice and, and you know, more welcoming in a way. It's pretty so, welcoming. I mean, yeah. Linus is, in, I don't know, in my case, really, really, really welcoming. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, it mm. was an incredible experience. Yeah, that's a uh, answer, yes. And uh, as, you s- as you mentioned before, you've also been invited to the Lyon Biennale. Yeah, and that came... Um, th- th- that's actually quite funny to be kind of be invited you know, as a Frenchman, being invited, but because you're abroad, do you think? And actually, there was all this discussion about, I was talking to the, with the curator of the Biennale, and he was asking me why, I, I, he wants to do a show around narratives, and he was asking, why does your work fit in the narrative mm. context? And mm. I was saying, well, this is an interesting question because I don't really think of narratives. I think of systems and I make mm. work that tells a story of systems, of how we surround ourselves with images, but I don't really necessarily tell a story mm. uh, linearly mm. within that system. I mean, within it's not a story of two people meeting, but I make a story of... But I think I think that's also the problem with curating these days, you know, or at least if that form of curating where you have like this theme, you know, I mean, you can... I mean, I think I think your you know your your work fits into into an you can you know you can talk your your work into a, a a being a narrative you know I mean that's 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 a sem- semantic game isn't that how you say it? like a, yeah it's a word it's a, yeah. yeah yeah it's a word word and so yeah it's but, tricky but and and uh, and so I think that was really interesting for me to be in Lyon because I hardly ever exhibit in France yeah. I have hardly any connection to France. Yeah. So it's, it's the same for me. I don't. I don't show that much in the Netherlands. You know, but, uh, mm. I, so, mm. yeah. But that's uh, it's 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 nice to come come back to you, to your country and, and show, but from from a you know from a different door. Right. I I don't think I would have been able to do the front door in France. No. It's 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 too. Provincial and uh, mm. bureaucratic, I think it would have dr- driven me completely crazy. Mm. Well, at least I don't fit in exactly. Yeah. The I mean, there's a reason why you moved. Exactly. You know, mm. there's uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm still very attached mm. to it. Mm. Mm. But sometimes you have to go elsewhere to come back. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, true. That's nice. Is there anything else uh, lined up for you uh, coming up? Uh, a number of exhibitions. Yeah. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is uh, 
uh, Dan Graham uh, has uh, his wife has a little gallery which is her studio. It's it's probably the size of a closet or something like this. It's mm. really tiny. And Mieko, his wife, asked me to do an exhibition. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I told my friends that she wanted me to do an exhibition. And my friends said, you should do something with Dan, you and Dan together. Mm. And so I asked Dan Graham if he wanted to do a show with me. And he said, okay, if we do a show together, we should bring in somebody else. And he said, why don't we bring in your mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 That's a bloody good idea. <laughs> so it's going to mm. be a... Mm. Uh, a three-person show. Yeah, is, is your mother an artist by any chance, or is she no. just no? And I told my mother, "Would you have? Would you want to have a show with your with your kid and uh, and Dangram?" And, and yeah. she said, "You know, I'm not an artist, but the only thing I would say is use the ceilings." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's great. Yeah, so that's, that's really great. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it should be a mama and papa show. Uh, mom and pop show. Mm, mom and pop show. Mm. Uh, that would, yeah, but it, it creates a quite interesting dialogue as well, kind of, you know, kind of uh, about about you know what art is and 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 yeah, well, I don't know. Well, it's a different story. It's a uh, never mind. Sometimes my mind wanders in crazy things, and I can't find the words to kind of uh, <laughs> back myself out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh, that's nice. Uh, when is that going to be? Uh, we we're talking about October, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, uh, do your family often visit uh, there, or are they? Uh well, my sister has is it's uh, mainly my sister and my mother. My my mother comes as soon as she can, which is once every two or three years. And my sister, yeah. she has kids, and they're yeah. pretty young, and that gets. I think she would love to come back but it's it gets a little problematic it gets it gets yeah it is uh, uh, I, I just got a kid a year ago as well and mm-hmm. uh, it kind of messes a bit with your logistics <laughs> this is what i heard yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't it doesn't make things impossible but it kind of yeah you have to you have to arrange uh, things a bit better uh-huh, yeah uh, uh-huh. so uh, but you know we we travel to asia with the kid and uh, it goes fi- i mean kids are incredibly kind of you know they don't care where they are as long as you kind of give them some kind of a rhythm and some kind of a, you know safety and and feeling of you know that you pay attention to them and, uh, right and they then, adapt it's notorious yeah, for that yeah so i think the the, pro- things, yeah. the problem often is the parents that they can't cope having a kid around in kind of all these strange environments because you know you have to kind of relate to this strange environment and you have to kind of you know uh, give your kid the routine it needs and 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 whatnot, but the kid itself doesn't give a fuck. Well, the, yeah. It's well, not not yet. Maybe later. I don't know. Right. I I, I only sp- speak of of my year experience now. Yeah. And he's been traveling. You know, he's been traveling. I mean, that's quite crazy. You know, I was I think twenty one when I first hopped on a plane, and I was mm-hmm. straight to Los Angeles, and and he was three months the first time he. Flew. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I don't know. I, I somehow find that really fascinating. Maybe it's quite normal. I mean, it's quite normal now. But I'm, I think, I think it's you know he's been within his first year. He's been to Asia, to several places in Europe, and you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it seems good. 
Yeah, it's, I think it's good too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, talking about kind of how how the world changes. You know, his perception of the world will be so fundamentally different than than ours, you know, or that you know that generation now. They kind of, mm-hmm. well, first of all, they've been watched by Big Brother all the time, so they relate to kind of media in a different ways to kind of you know, uh, and uh, and and kind of you know the access to the full access to information and to to places, you know. Mm-hmm. Will obviously change change mm-hmm. the way uh, well the the way this generation that generation deals with the world. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they do a better job than us. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not going that way. Soon. No, I don't know. There's there's uh, oh there's uh, I think both movements happening. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's quite confusing now at the moment because I mean we have so much information, so you know we lose track of direction. But it's it's always been the same if you think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, there's so much information is actually always been the case. There's, no, it's no, been a really long time that this process has been accelerating and it will only accelerate. Even I, I don't believe that it always was accessible. I mean, of course, for a small group of, of informed people, you know, it was. But if you were a farmer in the 16th century, you know, you, you didn't. You know, you got your knees from some peddler coming around selling you some crap. And that was the news you got. And other than that, your world evolved around, you know, you, the few square kilometers in which you kind of would move around. You know, and so so just kind of this this access to information that you kind of you know your best friend can live on the other side of the world, and you kind of you know, uh, um, you know that is that is fairly new, and that that is you know uh, that is through kind of this information technology. So I think I think there is a lot more information out there now. Of course, I mean the information was there, but but it wasn't accessible. No, I'm just I'm talking about the the process of acceleration yeah yeah. that this of course there's a lot more information now than Mm. there was before Mm. but the the sensation that is going a lot faster than it used to go Mm. this is this is this is uh it's all a matter of scale of course but but i think this is something that people have had have had to deal with for a, a long time now yeah because I keep placing myself in the 1800s or late 1800s, and it must be a sensation that everything's changing really fast. Mm. Also, at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the world was in turmoil, and and but still, I think, I think, I mean, the problem is with with that you read it in the history books, and there you only get like the, you know, you get the highlights. But if you were living there, you know, you were you were still, you know, if you were living in. In, in let's say Vienna around that time, you know, which was kind of an information hub, you know, where a lot of things were happening. So you, you know, your access to information was relatively easy, but still, you know, you had to kind of uh, there weren't too much papers around. There weren't too much. You know, you had to rely on word of mouth of people. So so I mean, there was a lot of distortion of information as well. No, but I'm 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 this. I'm not talking about the quantity. I'm talking about the 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 the, the quality of what's going on at time mm. t and the, the quality at time t plus one and the, the sensation of something fundamentally changing mm. was already there at the time 
Yeah. And it's also yeah, here now. Yeah, you know, like like the first time a steam engine would roll by, you know, or that's or, that's gigantic. Yeah, that's gigantic. But that's the thing, you know, between these gigantic steps, you know, there were long interval. I mean, in our in our world, there were long intervals between these changes, and I think you know, like. Yeah, it can be argued that the process of acceleration is only yeah, accelerating. Goes, yeah, it yeah. goes like pro- proportional, yeah. Or, or yeah, and and. And that kind of also, you know, what we've been talking about before as well, that changes your perspective on uh, perspective on change as well, and 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 also your kind of your emotional reaction to these changes, you know. I just I I would love to dig somebody from the 1800s, you know, or even the Middle Ages, and and uh, have them deal with blogs and blogs and see how yeah. they react and if they can handle it. Uh, I well, think it's. I think uh, it's. Would, would, I think it would depend on the person you pick. <laughs> <laughs> I would. You but know. it seems fairly. I don't know. It mm. seems that the way. Um, the way we. I don't know. I think the. We we are so fast at looking at images. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I can I can watch it a thousand images in a day without without. You know, without too much mm. of a problem. Yeah, and without wasting too much time. Yeah, and you yeah. still get. I'll get the information out there that I need or I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty unbelievable. That's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you also remember which ones you've seen already. Yeah, or you know, you disregard the ones you, which which have no value or which you kind of catalyze. You know, maybe I have to go through that stack one t- more time. If I need another set of things, but you know, you you pick out oh this and this and this that was important and that and that I can do something with and yeah you you th- th- your ability to categorize and to kind of organize information you know of course grows with kind of you know the 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 access and the accumulation of information. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, as I said before, we live in quite quite weird times. In what regard? Yeah, I mean, we we have because we we don't really know what it all means yet. You know, we're just you know we're like we've thrown into the ring and we're just trying stuff out without really knowing what the consequences are. Really, you know, it's 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 a it's a moment of chaos. You know, before you kind of realize, oh yeah, that was what that that's what was happening. You know, and um, you know that's that's interesting because. Yeah, Nobody really knows. I mean, you see it, like the, uh, you know, in relation to the economic crisis. Of course, there's been economic crisis before, but you know, they, it's it's more nobody understands the system anymore. You know, that's why it crashes. And (laughs) you know, it's so complex and so ridiculous and so corrupt as well that, you know, it doesn't work anymore. And and I don't I don't think just in, in in that field, but in basically in all fields. It's you know we're we're almost waiting till somebody comes up with a sensible idea of how to relate to this kind of different environment we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting, mm. Mm. and I think it allows for a lot of people. It opens breaches for a lot of people to come in and mm. say things, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. I think it's actually 
uh, good for the, for the arts in general. But I yeah. wouldn't necessarily talk about myself. But I was pretty pessimistic about uh, fine arts, actually. Mm. Or I w- and then and then now I think there's a there's a number of exciting things happening. The, sa- the same. I have this. I had the same feeling. I mean, one of the reasons I started this podcast is be, you know to find some some positive energy back you know find some uh, could figure out okay what what do what do i like about art and what i really like about it is and this you know we're sitting here and we're just talking about stuff and we're trying to figure out what we're doing trying to figure out you know what kind of place we find ourselves in and 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 through that route maybe find you know f- uh, yeah, you know find different pathways or something mm-hmm. if you know what i mean mm-hmm so yeah, so um, yeah, I uh, I think as I said, you know, in these periods where 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 everything gets a bit more chaotic and where where it's not really clear, you know, where where there's this this moment of you know where a lot of things happen at the same time, but it's not really clear what's happening. You know, at that point, kind of people also decide, okay, you know, I'm not satisfied with how it is now, but you know, what do I really want, or what 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 I, what do I want out of this? You know, and 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 through that through that through that process you uh, you know you start up new things and you start also recognize uh things that are happening which are which are uh, uh, you know which you know as a, as a, as I said, as in your case maybe give back your your um uh, positive attitude towards towards it um no i think uh that art there's room for art in society and um, for as little role it has, I think it's actually a very important and critical one. Mm. And I really believe in <coughs> a sort of domino effect and even if two people look at your mm. paintings or something like this, uh, it's very important. Mm. Yeah, it's it's never about the numbers. It's about kind of uh, yeah the quality it, of it's it's about the quality of the experience. But yeah, it's a very peer to peer world mm. Mm. and yeah. otaku obsessive uh, world. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's exciting times. Yeah. All right, maybe we should uh, should uh, close up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to, uh, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, is there a website? Uh, oh, yeah, my website is aaaaa.org um, or something like this. It's 7 seven org. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the website, actually. It's, uh, uh, and uh, But it's just your portfolio. Is there is there your email address as well? Yeah. So people can reach you through that. Yeah. That's good. I think there's also my address and my phone number. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. And uh, um, uh, is there something else you want to you wanna share? No. To? Have a good day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fantastic having you here. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. You're, you're my second, uh, second person uh, I talked to. Hopefully there will be more. There will definitely be more. I already lined up uh, three or four mm-hmm. now for the next coming weeks. So. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll um, I'll send send you the links and and all that. And, Great, uh, cool. Thank okay. you.